if given a chance, we will accept all the things, regardless of whether we need them or not, or if they are still useful to us. This is our default, and it's also how clutter accumulation begins. In today's episode, I'll share with you one of the most important tools you can have in your arsenal to counter the overwhelm that can happen when clutter enters the picture. It will help you declutter your mind, your mental spaces, so it frees you up to be more present in your business. Hey there, welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, biz soul nudger and mindset coach for highly driven, soul-conscious women age 40 and over, just starting or transitioning in their business. I support them as they work to get out of their own damn way to find out exactly what's causing the stuck so they can move through it to build their business, their wealth, and their lives in a more authentic, true-to-who-they-are way. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into what it takes, the mindset, the energy, the capacity, and yes, the confidence to grow a successful and thriving business your way. You'll also hear conversations, or as I like to call them, interviews with women who've taken the leap into entrepreneurship in this their second season of life, sharing their inspiring stories of how they shook things up and took the risk necessary to get where they are. My wish is that you will be inspired and motivated, but also that you're armed, informed, and enlightened by the words shared here to help you come back to yourself. This is Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. Let's do this, shall we? To be sure, this tool is not an actual tangible thing you can hold or a strategy with all the steps outlined to create a successful and revenue-generating business, sans the clutter. It's not a piece of paper that you fill out to get to an answer. It's not even an action step you can take. The most useful tool in your tool belt to help you declutter all the spaces, your mind, your business, and your physical spaces, is something internal. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's easy. What's the problem there? I'm good at noticing. I can go internal, no problem. It's just a bit of thinking. Well, I'll share with you my thoughts on the just thinking in a minute, but I want to tell you about that tool. That tool in your belt is your self-awareness. Unless you hone and exercise that muscle regularly, there's probably a lot of stuff you're missing. Sass Petherick, a brilliant coach, describes this part of you as your protector. I want you to think of it as your bodyguard or even your own personal bouncer. Nothing gets through unless it gets the official stamp of approval. There is, however, a teeny tiny downside to that gatekeeper. Your protector also tells you all the things she feels it's important for you to know about in all the ways that you are not enough. Even so far as wanting you to believe that being more self-aware is not necessary. Nope, don't need it. So why even bother? That's because becoming more self-aware 
will bring up some serious shite your protector would rather you not know about or have to deal with. Because if you do, her helpers, procrastination, perfectionism, or imposter syndrome, to name a few, will sweep in to save you from you. Self-awareness works to decommission the protector's army of helpers and gets you to start noticing, especially in your body, where things are feeling off. Because clutter does a good job of masking. It helps us live quite successfully in the there's nothing to see here land. It tries to hide us from what we don't want to face, even if it's an untruth we keep thinking is our truth. Thoughts that might come up are things like, I'm not special enough, and that's why I don't have any clients. Or, my voice, thoughts, ideas, they really don't matter, and that's why my posts don't get any likes. Or maybe no one will believe or trust me, and that's why it's hard for me to show up as myself. No one wants to work with me. I got nothing on this one because I think it speaks for itself. Okay, and to the doozy, the, the big one. I don't have what it takes to really run a business. In full transparency here, this was my biggest, the biggest thing I had to deal with. Thoughts like these are hard to face. So one of the ways we try to safeguard ourselves is using clutter to create a cloudy haze over things we'd rather not know about ourselves. Clutter is our excuse to not deal. The clutter I was always good at was busy work. I'd find every blessed thing to do except the tasks that generated the revenue, that moved the needle forward to grow my business, that brought in the clients, that gave voice to the things I wanted to share with my peeps, that had me being more visible. Now this last one is really important. Busy work was my protector's way to keep me safe, even though at the same time, I also railed against and was mad that I was experiencing no growth in my business. And to top it all off, I, I really couldn't understand why. Because I was doing all the things, right? I was doing the work. I was mad and sad at the same time, which frankly makes no sense. Things were so cloudy in my head, I couldn't see that I was the only one getting in my way. Clutter, of course, also takes up physical space. In fact, when we think about clutter, this is probably the first thing that comes to mind. So here's a couple of questions to ask you. Are there piles of paper and paperwork everywhere in your workspace? Are the counters in your home covered with stuff all the time? Is the desktop screen on your computer a mass of files? Is actually beginning to look like an abstract work of art? Then clutter has become your faithful friend. The thing about it is, clutter is insidious. It's effective in a stealthy kind of way, as it subtly and gradually sneaks up on you. You don't blink your eyes and the clutter suddenly appears. A few years ago, it dawned on me that I do better with visual white space. One of the things I do is I make my bed every morning. I can't have stuff all over the bed. I have to have a space to keep everything in its place on my desk in my office. With this visual white space, I feel I can think better. I can even dream and envision better. 
When we moved from North Carolina to Oregon a few years ago, I knew that I could either keep all the stuff I had accumulated or get rid of most of it. Now, the stuff I'm talking about is 18 years of quilting and seven years of bookbinding, supplies and tools. It included boxes of cotton fabrics and the dyes I used to hand down my own fabrics that I knew I would never use again. All manner of doodads and gadgets that, at the time, only was taking up space because they were rarely used anymore. I took our move as an opportunity to purge, to preemptively declutter my new space. I was ruthless. Well, except for my hand-dyed fabrics. They're still in a box in the basement because, come on, they are just too gorgeous to give up. Although, I have no clue what I'm going to do with them, but that's not neither here nor there. But I knew that with this move way across the country, I had to let go of the things so that I could make more room for what I really wanted after the move. Calm, ease, and a more freer mental space. The thing is, though, once our family settled in Oregon, I actually replaced one cluttering habit, things, with another, busy work. I hadn't yet gone deep enough to find out what was truly underneath it all. After journaling, lots of journaling, and working with a business coach, I saw that I used clutter in both instances as a crutch to remain hidden. Visibility was what my protector knew scared me the most. In episode two, in my story of Grave, I talked about my 15-year-old self not wanting to be visible, so she always stayed on the periphery, especially in groups. What I now know today, after doing my own excavation, was that she really wanted to be seen and heard for who she was. So she had me travel 3,000 miles to figure out how to do that. I want to differentiate for a moment between being visible, which is one thing, and carries with it a whole boatload of pressure. It's about others seeing the external you, your outer shell, the body your spirit resides in. Being seen and heard is a whole nother ball game in a different arena. It requires you to go within so that others can truly witness the spirit of your being, who you are, what makes you smile and lights you up, what upsets you, what makes you laugh till you cry, what makes you mad, sad, glad. For someone to see and witness your internal spirit, you, hun, have to show up unhindered, without the self-imposed shackles, and decluttering needs to happen. It needs to be part of your personal arsenal. I described in episode zero, aka the trailer, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast, that I wanted to go beyond just talking about the surface level stuff. It's because true transformation needs you to expand beyond what you know intellectually and logically. When I need my clients to step out of logical reasoning, I ask them to get out of above-the-neck thinking and sink lower into below-the-neck feeling, ATN and BTN respectively. Above-the-neck thinking has you thinking and looking for reason solutions using your left brain. That's where the protector lives. Below the neck feeling, where the protector does not want you to go, drops you deeper into self-awareness, 
that allows your body to give up the information she has for you. Decluttering your mind and your spaces is one of the avenues you can take to get there, to start noticing more because you've created some white space to begin to think more clearly so you can get to the tasks that need your attention, to simplify your workday and bring order to your spaces. I want to share with you five places you can start your self-awareness journey and begin the decluttering process to get back to business. The first is inbox zero. Oh, don't get all squealy. Schedule some time in your calendar, 15 to 30 minutes max, to declutter your email, to unsubscribe from those thousands of newsletters you don't even actually read. Then set up an email filing system that has you responding to and then filing away in whatever designated folder you arrange. Those emails you need while immediately deleting those you don't need to save. Elise Kripe has a great mini course um, called Inbox Bootcamp that I actually took to help me conquer my inbox clutter. I'll leave the link below um, in the show notes. Now, notice this is not an affiliate link at all. I just love her work. Okay, the second one is your phone. Like Inbox Zero, start with scheduling a regular date with your phone to delete any apps you no longer use and create folders for the apps that are similar. This way, you're not searching through a couple of pages on your phone to find the actual app you need. About five years ago, I actually removed Facebook from my phone and I put Instagram on the last page on my phone, which means that to use it, I have to scroll a couple of pages and it's not right up in my face when I unlock my phone. Also, don't forget to turn off notification for the apps that you don't need a reminder for, like your email. Do you really need to know that there are 385 million emails waiting for you that you need to respond to? I think not. While you're at it, turn off the sound for the ones that have annoying beeps, like like Voxer. Hashtag sorry not sorry, Voxer. How about your office space? Start today to organize any new papers that come into your office. As you go along, you will have created a filing system that you can now use to declutter the thousands of pounds of paper lying around. Maybe not thousands. There are so many more ways to declutter and organize your office space that I can't list here, but they are out there. Do some research on the ways that will work best for you. This next one is my favorite because I love to organize my weekly to-dos, and I actually do this every Sunday. Brain dump. I love a good brain dump. Get things out of your head so it's not taking up precious space that you need to plan and strategize for your business. Write that shit down. I actually encourage my clients to start using a notebook for a business journal, but also as a place to brain dump all the things. In fact, I've created a productivity tool just for this called the WTM or the Weekly Taskminder. Something to note, it is not digital yet. It is a quarterly pen and paper planner. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can find it. Decluttering is something that should happen on a constant basis throughout the year in your business to keep it running smoothly and to keep your mind and your spaces free. 
so that you can purge all the unnecessary baggage that clutter brings in to free up space to focus on exactly what needs doing and to concentrate on what's important for a healthy mind and your business's growth. Start right now. I want to take a quick moment right now to tell you about one of the ways I can help you move through any clutter that's coming up for you that's keeping you stuck in business. Grace on Tap is a three-hour intensive where we work on mindset, your stuck place, and then get to outlining the next steps to move you forward. Don't let the span of time scare you. Every one of my clients who has taken this journey comes out the other end wondering, where did the time go? Did we really do three hours? It is a beautiful opportunity to go all in with me so we can do a deep dive that leads to forward momentum and massive clarity. And as a bonus, in celebration of my new podcast, I've decided to offer 20% off of six Grace on Tap spots. And as of this recording, there are just four remaining. Alrighty then, till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.